Back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and thank you so much for sticking with us during the break. You need to move into your new place before closing on your current home. How on earth do you do that? The Federal Reserve raised its target interest rate 75 basis points last week. What does that mean to you? Got some great information in our last segment, we had Alexander Christensen, VP of Sales and Marketing at Bulldog Movers on, and I love it. This time of year, start four weeks in advance if you're trying to find a mover. In the higher or hotter times of the year, March, April, May, June, July, August, you want to start eight weeks in advance. Go ahead and get your quote. And then I love this. When you're trying to determine whether or not a mover is legitimate in today's world, ask for a household goods number, which is sort of the mover's official number with the state of Georgia. Get two quotes. If the two quotes are very far apart, then get a third quote. Ask for a copy of their general liability and all the other insurance they carry. And then I would ask them if this is an all-in price. Alexander was saying that he went up against a quote where they were 1500 bucks, and another mover was 500 but the other mover was just giving the minimum quote. And that would not have been enough hours in order to take care of all of the moving stuff. So that is some really, really good advice. You can go to bulldogmovers.com, bulldogmoversplural.com to get more information. My name is Cleve Gaddis. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. It's where we help listeners Go from real estate novices to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry that is typical with life's biggest investments. We don't want you to learn anything at closing or after that you should have learned before. We want to connect with you. It's easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions, you can make comments, you can push back, you can share ideas with us. We would love for you to do that. You can ask questions that you want us to answer offline. You can ask questions you want us to answer on the radio. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, which comes up in the third, fourth segment of the show. And you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love you to be a podcast subscriber. Are you feeling paralyzed potentially because you want to buy a new home, but your family member needs to move in before you sell your current home? So you've got home A. You need to sell that one and have your money before you can get closed on home B. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. There are two things that you can think about, and this is a listener question. This is Ginger in Stone Mountain says, we want to buy a new home and sell our existing home, but we need to move my aunt into the new home first. We can't close on the new home until we sell our existing home. And there are two different types of temporary occupancy agreements in the state of Georgia. I am not saying, Ginger, by the way, I really feel for you. You, you probably feel stuck uh, at this point. And I don't believe there's a reason for you to feel stuck. Number one, there are companies that can help fund your purchase before you sell your existing home. I'm not saying you need to do that. That cost would be anywhere from 1 to, let's just call it, 3.4% of your sales price. They would actually go in buy the home for cash. You would put your new loan in place, and you would actually pay the, the third-party intermediary for that. So that is buy before you sell. But in the state of Georgia, there are two types of temporary occupancy agreement. 
There are temporary occupancy for buyer prior to closing, and there is temporary occupancy for seller after closing. In this case, Ginger, you would need to ask the seller who you're buying the home from if it would be possible to move your aunt into the home first. Now, I know if you're listening, you're probably thinking, wait a minute, I wouldn't want anybody as a home seller. If I'm a home seller, I wouldn't want anybody to move into my home before they bought it because then I'd be nervous they'd never wind up paying for it. And that is a legitimate concern. But let me tell you, there are a ton of very kind and considerate people in the world. And I have asked on behalf of buyers and sellers requests that I thought never in a million years would be approved or agreed to by another party. But when you explain the reason we've got our aunt and she's elderly and we need to be able to get her in the home, we've got our money coming from our home. It'll be on Friday. We need to get her moved in on Monday or Tuesday of that week, whatever that is. And so Uh, As a buyer, you need to first start out by asking whatever you want. I don't know, Ginger, that I would ask to be able to move into a home before you closed on it, before you put the home under contract. I think I would get the home under contract either during the due diligence period or the financing or appraisal contingency period within the first few weeks. I would ask them you know, about making some arrangements to be able to get in the home early. So that is a temporary occupancy agreement for buyer prior to closing. You could offer to pay the seller for some for some money. You would offer to hold the seller harmless, meaning you would offer to say anything that happens while I'm in the home, I will make sure and take care of it. You need to make sure that if you're moving stuff in a home, that you still have insurance coverage or that the homeowner has insurance coverage and that you have contents coverage because when you move your contents into someone else's home, you don't really have any coverage for those contents. Only the homeowner's contents are covered, and you might want some liability protection on the home as well. So you've also got a temporary occupancy agreement for seller after closing. This would not help Ginger in her situation, but the reality is that in many cases, sellers need a few days. So they need to be able to get the money from this home from sale A, so they can close on sale B. And they want to be able to close on sale A, and they want to stay in the home for three days or five days or seven days. And then they close on home B shortly after closing on home A. That's called a temporary occupancy agreement for seller after closing. It states that the the buyer's not the landlord, the seller's not the tenant. Uh, It says that if they don't move out by a certain day, they have to pay a certain amount of money. In many cases, it's kind of an exorbitant amount, you know, $500, $1,000 a day if you don't get out. Uh, In time, it makes the seller, uh, excuse me, uh, the seller liable for any damage that happens in the property. It's called a temporary occupancy agreement for seller after closing. Ginger, I know your situation is frustrating, but I I will tell you that I am confident in today's market. You can find a seller who is willing to cooperate with you to make that happen. And I say good luck to you in getting your aunt into the new home first and then closing on your existing home and funding that new home purchase. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. The answer, I'm Cleve Gaddis, and I am so glad you're here. If you, if you heard uh, early November, the Federal Reserve increased its target interest rate by another 75 basis points. And um, what does that mean for things that we finance out in the world? It means that credit cards on average, is likely to climb to an average of 19% from 18.16%. Wow. I can't imagine having a high credit card balance at 19% if you do. 
uh, I feel for you in today's world. Auto financing, the average interest rate on a 60-month new car loan will likely increase to slightly above 6% from its current rate of 5.63%. Mortgages, interest rates for mortgages tend to rise with rate hikes, but they are more directly influenced by the bond market. The rate for the 30-year fixed mortgage could climb from just over 7% to 7.25%. The reality is is it does follow almost specifically the yield on the 10-year Treasury bond and then other variable rate loans, specifically home equity lines of credit. There are many, many people out there who have a home equity line of credit. I have a home equity line of credit that I use to pay off some properties um, in a settlement, uh, in a divorce settlement. I hate to say that. Um, a couple of years ago, and I wound up having to pay off about half of that home equity line of credit because the interest rate was climbing so much that the monthly interest cost was just more than I wanted to pay. And that is, I have to tell you, where sometimes people get themselves in trouble is they get a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, and they think the interest rate is going to be 3.5%, and the next thing you know, the interest rate is 7.5%, and the payment becomes unaffordable. So if that is... uh, uh, something that um, that is already starting to cause you a little bit of concern, you might want to talk to a a mortgage uh, or loan originator to see if there's any way you could take your home equity line of credit and put it over into a mortgage, or maybe there's some other options where you could finance something that you have lots of equity in to get the money uh, to pay down that rate. So long story short, there are many things that get affected when interest rates go up and credit cards, auto financing, mortgages, and other variable rate loans are some of the more common things. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorhan. They have 26 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation, and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-1880-770-497-1880. I get questions all the time from home sellers and home buyers who say, does it really make sense for me to sell my home in today's market? Does it really make sense for me to buy a home in today's market? And I believe the answer is yes. And it's not because all of the numbers are perfect and the interest rates are as cheap as they've been and the market is cooperating as well as it possibly could over the last couple of years. But it has to do with if now is the time for you to move and it is the right time for you to move, then it makes sense for you to do what you need to do in order to get into your new place. So if you're looking to buy and you feel stuck because of interest rates, there are many, many ways to offset those additional interest rates. And I invite you to reach out to me and let me talk to you about some of those ways, 770-497-0000. And if you're looking to sell your home and you are nervous that it might take you too long or you might not be successful, give me a call, 770-497-0000. Zero 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 zero, and I will paint the full picture for you. How long will it take to sell your property? What do you need to do to get it in the right shape to sell the property? How long will it take to close? What kind of closing cost might you expect to pay? We can help you with all of that. And the cool thing is there's no cost, no obligation. No matter what, we are willing to help you, even if you decide you want to go and work with someone else. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back in our neighborhood spotlight, Panhandle Valley Estates in Clayton County 
And there's good news for today's home buyers. We'll tell you that. And we've got some emotions involved in home buying. What do you need to be prepared for to make sure you make the right decisions? We've got those subjects and more. Stick with us. We'll be back.